This is the Truth Network. The heart of every man craves a great adventure, but life doesn't usually feel that way. Jesus speaks of narrow gates and wide roads, but the masculine journey is filled with many twists and turns. So how do we keep from losing heart while trying to find the good way when life feels more like a losing battle than something worth dying for? Grab your gear and come on a quest with your band of brothers who will serve as the guides in what we call the masculine journey. The Masculine Journey starts here now. Welcome to the Masculine Journey. We are glad to have you with us today. And, and I got to say, I don't have any doubt that you're going to enjoy this topic today. I know, always a little corny. <clears throat> no, I like that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, well, you would. You know, I mean, we share that same sense of humor at times. But yeah, wh- what are we going to talk about today, Robbie? Any idea? I like the topic. It's called In Doubt. Yeah, it, it's about doubt. It. I was watching a, a Netflix show. Um, it was like a documentary kind of thing. And, and out of the whole five episodes, I got one little sentence out of it that there was a statement made. And it just kind of struck me, and we started talking about it last week, and it became the topic for this week. And, and the, the statement was, doubt is the prelude to joy. I'm like, okay, I don't know that I really agree with that. And that's actually exactly what you said last week. I don't know that I agree with that. Yeah, my immediate response was that was repulsive. Mm-hmm. Like, no, 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 don't tell me that. You know, but boy, There's I, when you've it. had a chance to just wallow around in that little statement there for a week or so, you may change your view on it. Absolutely. And, and as Christians, you know, the question becomes, will we have doubts? You know, and, and that's a good question. That's going to lead us into our first clip. It's from a movie with the title of the, of the movie called Doubt. And it's um, Philip Seymour Hoffman, who's an actor that passed away a few years back. And he plays a priest, and he's given a sermon, and he's talking about this topic of doubt. I want to listen to it. We'll come back and talk about it. I want to tell you a story. A cargo ship sank one night. It caught fire and went down. And only this one sailor survived. He found a lifeboat, rigged a sail, and being of a nautical discipline, turned his eyes to the heavens and read the stars. He set a course for his home and exhausted fell asleep. Clouds rolled in. Twenty nights, he could no longer see the stars. He thought he was on course. But there was no way to be certain. And as the days rolled on and the sailor wasted away, he began to have doubts. Had he set his course right, was he still going on towards his home or was he horribly lost and doomed to a terrible death? No way to know. The message of the constellations, had he imagined it, because of his desperate circumstance? Or had he seen truth once and now had to hold on to it without further reassurance? There are those of you in church today who know exactly the crisis of faith I describe. And I want to say to you, doubt can be a bond as powerful and sustaining as certainty. When you are lost, you are not alone. 
In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. You know, that was another one of the statements that when I heard it, yeah. what, what he says in there, it's like, yeah, I don't know that by any of that. <laughs> right? You know, it's like, yeah, that's that sounds like not pulpit-like. <laughs> you know, that should be said there, you know, that doubt can be as, um, uh, what do you say? Uh, as sustain. um, sustaining as, as certainty. Right, a bond. A bond, yeah. And and you think about that and you say, how can that possibly be true? Now, Robbie, you said initially when we made the statement last week after the show we're talking, and I told you guys that quote from the, the, the TV show, you said it repulsed you. Why? Yeah, because, you know, the whole James thing that, you know, a man who doubts is a double-minded man, you know, that how is God going to come if you don't believe that he's going to do it? And, and of course, William Gurnall in his book, The Farm of God, he makes a huge deal about doubt, that, that it's one of the things that really upsets God that we believe he can't come through. And, and it's almost like betrayal. So, you know, that's kind of a scary thing. And and that was my initial take on this, but whoa, it, it, this is a rabbit hole we can go down. Oh, there, there's lots of layers to it. You know, there's lots of opportunity for us to talk about this topic. You can talk about it from the spiritual warfare side. I mean, go back to Adam and Eve, right? And the enemy goes right at them with doubt. You can't really trust the heart of God. I mean, that's really what he's trying to convey to them. God's holding out on you that type of thing. And so his whole mission is to create doubt. And I promise you, if you think back over your life, and we talked about it a little bit before the show, that's been a theme of the attacks. Rodney, has that not been a, a theme that you felt at t- from time to time? You feel it not just from time to time. That would It's way more often than that. I mean, it's, it's daily. It's just a part of our lives. And that's the hard part to really get a hold of is, trying to grasp a hold of there's doubt constantly where is it when is it coming that's the great thing about my first boot camp and the agreements and the doubt and understanding how there is this recognition that has to happen if you're going to combat it and come out of it or do you go down the wormhole and just keep going deeper and deeper and just letting satan pull you in and saying you're no good i can't do this you have some power within you. It's called the Holy Spirit, and Jesus and the Father are all with you. Just use them. Go with them. Know that they're with you and their strength. It's helped me so much to be able to recognize things, walk out of those places where I get that doubt and that it jumps out, I can't do this. It just hits you. What? It's not when you're expecting it. You're not thinking about it, right? So you're just going along with your life. You're trying to work in the yard. You're trying to have a conversation with your spouse. And the doubts hit you. Now, do you think that only happens to younger Christians? (laughs) (laughs) Right? I mean, as we get more mature in our faith, should that still happen to us? Now, Rodney, I'm not saying you're a younger Christian. That's not my point. But, you know, some logic would say, well... Obviously, you move past that the older you get. And going to our resident expert, Harold. <laughs> Harold, you know, as, as you know, being the eldest in the group, and I'm not teasing you at the point, you know, you've lived a lot more life than we have. You know, in your still... centennial years. Still... <laughs> Don't you still at times find yourself at places where there's opportunity for doubt? Oh, sure. But 
fortunately, most often it's not doubting God, it's doubting me. But the thing that I try to rely on is the fact that God as the Trinity, there is no limit to how far he will go to try to save his children. There's absolutely no limit, and that was shown with Christ on that cross. So when we have doubt, I think all we have to do is recognize the God that we serve, and doubt can go away, whether it's self-doubt, which I really think that uh, we need to have self-doubt so that we will rely upon Christ and the Holy Spirit. If, if we're so sure of ourselves and have no doubt, then why do we need a Holy Spirit to help us? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great question. You know, I, the, out of a spirit of uh, authenticity, I'm going to share a little bit of a story. You know, I, I've been on a faith journey for a lot of years, and, and I continue to, to grow and have lots of opportunity for more growth as God continues to show me. But I had a few weeks back where a good friend of mine uh, looked like they were going to have a serious health issue. And I got to say, for about a 24-hour period, it really caused me to question God, to be quite honest, because this person that I know loves God with all their heart, would do anything for God, as, as faithful as they come to God. You know, and there was this part of me that later recognized it was the devil, you know, throwing things at me like, well, you know, if God would do that to that person, then, you know, can you really trust him? I mean, that's, that's what I was battling. Right, and it took about 24 hours for me to really push through that. It took time for me to say, you know what, no, wait a minute. Let me anchor back on truths from the past. Right? I didn't know what the outcome would be. Unfortunately, the outcome w- was, was good for my friend and their health. But regardless of the outcome, I needed to push through that. You know, but the only way to get through that for me at the time was to realize all the other times that I had opportunities for doubt or maybe... I did doubt slightly, and God came through. So this has been a recent season for you, right, with this mm-hmm. this period of doubt? Yeah, within think the last of, few weeks. Right. Think about where you would have been early in your Christian walk with that strong of something hitting you like that. That's That was a strong doubt. Mm-hmm. Without all those other little doubts, big doubts, other doubts that happened throughout your life that built you up to be able to handle that moment for a 24-hour period rather than who knows six months to a year who knows what you know how long does that shake you and rattle you because what if it did turn out to be even worse i think a lot of that has to do with how long you uh live in the agreement yes (laughs) you know as long as you allow that agreement to be the truth you could live in it the rest of your life yeah and that's what i you know learning about that at the masculine journey boot camps is yeah we're getting into that for those who don't know what an agreement is, is mm-hmm. Satan's thrown out a statement that he wants you to agree with him. And when you agree with a lie, you're essentially the Antichrist. You know, you're, you're coming up against what is the truth. And, and this lie didn't have to do with the person's health. It had to do with God's heart. Right. Like God is going to truly take care of those he loves who love him, who really love him. And, and that was where Satan was trying to get you to, to buy that and when you reject that, denounce that, break that agreement, then all of a sudden, you know, God's light can kind of fill up the void. Absolutely. And, and, and the enemy's always, he's the accuser of the brethren, right? He's always making accusations, but he's making those accusations against your heart, yes, but against God's heart. Because you know, he's trying to divide 
between you and your father. You know, that's his whole goal is to get you in that place of doubt to where you're just living in that agreement. You're believing something less about yourself or something less about God. He just wants to tie that anchor to you and take you down with him. Right. And the longer that we live there, you know, you probably have met people, or or Harold, you may know some people that, you know, as they've gotten older, they've gotten more and more bitter. Yeah, you can see that happen. Uh, But as I was thinking about this topic, and oftentimes on the subject of doubt, we'd want to bring up Thomas and, and call him Doubting Thomas. A biblical character that to me had even more doubt than Thomas was Job. I think that the book of Job is a wonderful exercise in dealing with doubt. We'll come back. We'll talk a little bit more about Job. But go to masculinejourneyradio.org to register for the upcoming boot camp. We're going to talk about agreements. We're going to talk about all these things that lead to a deeper walk with Christ. And God does some amazing things there. Robbie Dillmore here, and the Truth Network podcasts have helped make my pillow the company it is today. And now Mike Lindell, who, by the way, I've met and is a great guy, the inventor and CEO of my pillow, wants to give back to our listeners for the first time. You can get deep discounts on all my pillow products if you go to mypillow.com right now and click on the new radio listener specials. Who never thought that my dream job would be selling my pillows? <laughs> Maybe you're getting tired of these sleeping jokes, but you can get deep discounts on my pillows, mattress toppers, bed sheets, and so much more. For example, the body pillow is regularly $89.99, but with a promo code GETTRUTH, it's only $29.99. Remember, all MyPillow products come with a 60-day money-back guarantee and a 10-year warranty. Just go to MyPillow.com and click on the new radio listener specials and get deep discounts on all MyPillow products, including the body pillow for only $29.99. Enter promo code GETTRUTH or call 800-942-9613 for these great radio specials. Hi, this is Sam with Masculine Journey. I'm here with my son, Eli. We're going to talk about ways that you can help support the ministry. One way you can go to smile.amazon.com. There's information on our website there on how to do that. Then you can go to facebook.com where you can click the donate button. Or you can go to masculinejourneyradio.org. Once again, look for the donate button. Or if you want to mail something in, mail it to PO Box 550, Kernersville, North Carolina, 27285. What God does at Masculine Journey Radio Boot Camp. When I first got here, I was kind of closed off. Didn't really want to talk to anybody because I thought I was stupid. I didn't believe. I'm not going to lie to you. I feel like each person who spoke kind of chipped away at this feeling I was having and chipped away at this mask I was hiding behind. I've never heard anybody speak about God and Jesus and the way we're supposed to feel like you guys have this weekend. Coming November 7th through the 10th, go to MasculineJourneyRadio.org and register today. some sense of this world I'm up against. Well, I know my best defense is your love. When the struggle gets insane and the lessons full of pain, keep me calling out your name. Till I'm free 
Now, Harold, that one was just for ooh, you. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> love it. Love yeah, it. The great Bonnie Raitt. And, and what an amazing song. I'd never heard that song before. Had you heard that one from her? I don't recall it. Yeah, I found it when I was looking up uh, songs, you know, for the bump in. And, and, and she sings about, you know, I don't understand life, but it was pretty, it gets kind of hard to understand what she's saying, but she's saying, Lord, please don't make it too easy because I need you to just shine your light on my shadow of doubt. Mm. Yeah. And it gets to that whole idea of prelude to joy. Right. How doubt could actually be that. Right. Because unless I faith, face doubts, I don't have opportunities for faith. Unless I step into faith, I'm really not going to find the joy on the other side of it. Right. Because in his presence is fullness, fullness of joy. Or... You know, as as we take on Madagascar, there's you know, yeah, I, I'm pretty sure Jesus is right in there somewhere with. <laughs> you, you can't go bad with an animated clip, so why don't you set up the clip a little bit from Madagascar, if you would? Well, I thought it would be good to add a little, you know, humor into the mix here. Is what we have in Madagascar is a group of zoo animals that have found themselves on the island of Madagascar, and. You know, they're wild animals, but interestingly, they have doubts about whether or not they can handle the wild, you know, which is not unlike ourselves, that we're designed for this battle, but, you know, we have doubts as to whether or not we can handle it. Well, they meet the lemurs, and the lemurs have doubts about whether or not these giants, which are a lot bigger than a lemur, might eat them. And so the first thing is King Julian needs to devise a plan to make sure that these guys aren't fixed to eat him because of his doubt. So he kicks the little furball crybaby into the giants to see if they'll eat him <laughs> and once realizing that then you know he can begin to find out who these guys are and once that happens you know the, the people the the zoo animals are wanting people because if they have people then it's not wild and so unfortunately the people on madagascar that they are finding there are dead and so here's what happens wait i have a plan really I've devised a cunning test to see whether these are savage killers. No! Ooh. Hi there! <laughs> oh, 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 baby, geez. did that big mean lion scare you? Uh-huh. He did. Come on, mama, hold you. Sweetest little thing! They are just a bunch of pansies. Come on, everybody! Let's go and meet the pansies! <laughs> Presenting your Royal Highness, our illustrious King Julian XIII, self-proclaimed Lord of the Lemurs, etc., etc. Hooray, everybody! <laughs> Welcome, giant pansies! We thank you with enormous gratitude for chasing away the Fusa. The Husa? The Fusa. They're always annoying us by trespassing, interrupting our parties. And ripping our limbs off. Yeah, sounds good. Look, we're just uh, we're just trying to find out where the people are. Oh, so if you can, uh... what big teeth you have! <laughs> Shame on you, Maurice. Can you not see that you have insulted the freak? Huh? You must tell me. Who the heck are you? I'm Alex. And just where are you giants from? Hmm. We're from New York, and uh, we all hail the New York Giants. New York Giants! I say we just gotta ask these bozos where the people are. Excuse me? We bozos have the people, of course! <laughs> Don't you love the people? Not a very lively bunch, though. So do you have any live people? Uh, 
No, uh, only dead ones. I mean, if we had a lot of live people here, it wouldn't be called the wild, would it? <laughs> the wild? Whoa, whoa, hold up there a second, Fuzz Bucket. You mean like, uh, like the live in a mud hut, wipe yourself with a leaf type wild? Who wipes? <laughs> Oy vey. Could you excuse me for a moment? <laughs> get me out of here! We gotta get out of here! Okay, Robbie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's hilarious, absolutely. But the doubts that are out there, you know, in in the case, if you watch the movie, that it will lead to, it is a prelude for King Julian and the whole group. They have a lot of fun after they get through their doubts. Absolutely. You know, and that that's... We were talking about, you know, the the time that we, um, there had been a break in the ministry and we'd taken a break from, from boot camps for a while and, and kind of had a little bit of a different team going in and we were going to be doing our, our first boot camp, you know, and there were lots of opportunities for doubt. Oh my goodness. And, and honestly, you know, there were just a lot, I, I can't really even say how much opportunity there was for doubt. And then there's doubts with each one of the boot camps opportunities for them anyway. You know, the latest one we had three days before, or two boot camps ago, three days before the uh, event, I tore both my hamstrings. Which led to him not even being, you you couldn't lay down, sit down. He wasn't coming. I mean, here we yeah. go. Sam's out. And what am I, oh my goodness. Yeah, I was supposed to do a couple of the different talks we had. And Brian wasn't there. And Andy had to leave halfway through. And Jim, I forget why all, but almost everybody on the team, um, with the exception of Harold, was there. And... Rodney, that was his first boot camp, and that was where Corey got baptized. Yeah, and and there was there was so much opportunity for doubt, but there's when you walk into that journey in faith, like we've learned to do and continue to do and look forward to doing, even though there are going to be doubts. I mean, there's there's financial doubts. Will we get enough people to cover the boot camp to where we can pay for itself? You know, we're a small ministry. Those types of things. There's all these opportunities, and we've learned over time, and and with God. Just being so faithful that we're just going to push forward. And we push into that and push past the doubt, stepping out in faith. And every one of those boot camps are unique, and every one of them are a joy. The joy that comes from the boot camps are just amazing. It's beyond description. And it almost seems like the one thing that that I just recalled, I can't remember who said it, but what they said was, if you think you know your calling and you feel like you can do it the chances are it's not your calling Mm -hmm. because (laughs) you know god wants to pull you into something that's going to require him to come in beyond yourself and so if you didn't have the self-doubt that harold was talking about then you wouldn't bring god into you know to say i'm i i can't do this without you Mm -hmm. yeah we had that that boot camp that that actually uh, at the break you heard Corey was one of the guys talking about this boot camp experience. Right. You know, that was a guy that came in that wasn't even a Christian. And you can hear the agreement. You know, I thought it was stupid. Yeah. (laughs) These people don't know what they're talking about. You know, this is not going to be fun. He had to break all those agreements. And and that that boot camp ended with his baptism. Right. You know, which was quite amazing. And, And his relationship with Christ afterwards was fullness of joy. I mean, you could not help but note that that in his case, you know, there was all kinds of doubt that was a prelude to phenomenal joy, some of the neatest things I've seen. And and you're setting up another clip. I am. I think uh I think we have enough time. 
how much time do we have? Yeah, we have time for the clip. I want to go ahead and set up the gladiator clip. Yeah, yeah, I, th- I think it's absolutely brilliant that here you have a slave and the agreement that he's made here, and you'll hear it clearly in the agreement that here I am a slave. I can't do anything to save Rome. I can't do anything to affect anything. And of course, anybody who's ever been a Christian knows they're a slave to sin to a certain extent and trying to break through that. I can't be any use for the kingdom of God. Well, Gladiator found out. Must my son die too before you'll trust me? What does it matter if I trust you or not? The gods have spared you. Don't you understand? Today I saw a slave become more powerful than the emperor of Rome. The gods have spared me. I am at their mercy, with the power only to amuse a mob. That is power. The mob is Rome, and while Commodus controls them, he controls everything. Listen to me. My brother has enemies, most of all in the Senate. But while the people follow him, No one would dare stand up to him until you. They oppose him, yet they do nothing. There are some politicians who have dedicated their lives to Rome. One man above all. If I can arrange it, will you meet him? Do you not understand? I may die in this cell tonight or in the arena tomorrow. I am a slave. What possible difference can I make? This man wants what you want. Then have him kill Commodus! I knew a man once. A noble man. A man of principle who loved my father. And my father loved him. This man served Rome well. You know, one of the things we've listened to that clip a few times that I didn't really realize she was doing, she's speaking back into his identity. Oh, yeah. You know, she's reminding him, you know, your situation may be you're a slave, but that doesn't change who God created you to be. Right? And I think there are times that we have situations that happen in our life, things that we don't understand, things that we can't make sense of, that we think changes who we are in God's eyes or who God is in the grand scheme of things, but it doesn't. And that's where that doubt comes in. That's where the enemy gets that foothold with the lie. That's when he's going to throw the little the fish hook out there and say, are you going to take the bait? Yeah, and, he, and it's all through the scriptures, yeah. right? I mean, it was thrown out for Abraham. It was thrown out for David. It was certainly thrown out for Peter, you know, there on the beach. Moses. You know, yeah, yeah. you name it. And and the deal is, is, you know, God's the hero of the story. Yeah. <laughs> and when we can go back and realize that, wow, he, he put us here and he's going to be with us. I think, you know, we just have to realize that those doubts are going to come at us from different angles and they're going to look different and they're going to feel true. That's the thing about the enemy's lies. He throws out enough of the truth to get you to buy into it, but he doesn't give you the whole truth, right? He may throw out something that feels very true that you can't really fight against and then you'll buy into the whole lie. And so what I'm going to say for all this is when you face that doubt, whether it's a doubt of yourself, a doubt of what God's told you, a doubt of God, go back and say, what is that lie I'm believing right now? What is it that thing that Satan's trying to get me to believe? And it's going to come back to a distrust of God's heart. And that where you can fight it, you can push past it, and you can move into that place of faith and move on into joy. Go to masculinejourneyradio.org to register for the upcoming boot camp, November 7th through 10th. 
We'd love to see you there. It's going to be a great time. MasculineJuniorRadio.org.